Welcome to the Beltway Broadcast, the premier podcast for the workplace learning and talent development professionals of the Association for Talent Development's Metro DC chapter. We've got some great resources in store for you today. Hello, fellow ATDers. I'm Christina Eanes, the 2023 Vice President of Marketing and Communications. Hey, everyone. I'm Stephanie Hepka, a chapter past president and a member of the pod squad here at the Metro DC chapter of ATD. We also have Helena Hodges, our VP of Operations and Finance, for our producer. Now, for this episode, we are interviewing Vanessa Alzate. Welcome, Vanessa. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited about this topic. I'm showing up curious because I don't have a lot of experience with TikTok. Me too. So I know. Huh? <laughs> so before we do get to the topic of what TikTok can teach us about learning and development, can you please share a little bit about your background? Yeah, absolutely. So I got my start back in 2009 um, in corporate training. Um, I was supposed to be a lawyer when I went to college. Um, I was going to go the L Woods route, I love to say. Um, unfortunately, um, for my father, who is a lawyer, I did not choose to go to law school. And then I was stuck trying to figure out, well, what do I want to do? And one of the things I really loved doing in school was uh, creating educational content. Um, and i that was one of my keywords. I graduated during the economic crash of 2008, uh, where there were no jobs out there unless you had you know, three years of experience and you're going to be making as if you had zero years of experience. Um, and I, on Craigslist of all places, I found a job with a software company here in New Jersey that said, we will train you um, to be a corporate trainer. And it was wonderful. And it was... Uh, we were, was doing CRM training for pharmaceutical sales reps. And that is really where I got my start. And I learned all the things. Instructor-led training, facilitation, actual classroom training, you know, e-learning, all of the bits and pieces. Um, and I always say, I'm so thankful that it was for the pharma industry because sales reps are so much fun. Um, and they really made it super enjoyable. And I left there. Um, and when I left there, um, I started freelancing on the side. Um, and over time, through different career moves, um, I ended up building a, a freelance business that was just as bringing in just as much income as my full time job. Um, and then in 2017, um, I gave birth to my second daughter uh, a year and two weeks after birthing my first. Mm-hmm. And I looked at my husband and I said, I cannot work full time, freelance full time and have two, a bar- barely under one. So uh, that is when we decided just to go all in on anchored training. And I never thought it was going to be anything more than myself. Um, and then over time, it just became bigger than you know anything I could have imagined and now I'm I feel like I'm really doing now what um, is my true like passion and what I was put on this earth to do so oh I love that that's fantastic so to get us started not everyone is familiar with TikTok I mean I've been on it before but I don't I'm not a regular user can you share a little bit about the the purpose of the platform yeah. So it actually started off um, as Musical.ly, I believe it was called, um, where you're just uh, lip syncing to music, right? And I think that's what we all remember when it came to TikTok. It was people lip syncing or dancing to short um, clips. 
And I think that was really because of the be- where it got its start, but also it was the beginning of the pandemic in which we were just home. <laughs> we were we had a lot of extra time on our hands. Um, we needed something to do. Over time, though, um, people started posting content that was truly more educational. They were posting tips and tricks, um, you know, and because we were home, people were doing more of that. They had more time to create some content and share some of those things. And um, it was one day that I was actually on Instagram. And I was going through my stories and one of my friends on Instagram reshared a TikTok video. And it was a vegetable peeler going back and forth. And I was like, excuse me, <laughs> how much time have I spent peeling vegetables the long way? Number one. <laughs> and number two, I, I was like, wow, this platform could actually teach teach me something in all of seven seconds. And I started thinking back to all of the training I'd ever created. And I'm like, I don't think I've ever taught some, something someone in seven seconds. Um, and that's shame on me <laughs> as a professional. <laughs> um, so I started really deep diving the platform. And more and more educational content has started popping up. Um, and it's actually moved into being more of an educational platform. A lot less dancing um, and singing. You will still fi- find some of that. Um, but what is so amazing about this platform is it actually takes an interest-based um, algorithm. So you will get fed things that TikTok believes that you like and creators that you like based on vi- on what you have viewed in the past. And what makes that so special and different from other platforms is you're not just following your friends. And you're actually able to really learn more about things that are really la- relatable to you and things that you are truly interested in. And what's nice about that is you actually start to really see how many things that you didn't know, other people you could relate to that you would have never met otherwise. Um, and so this platform has really been... It's been massively growing. I was watching Hulu the other day. I don't pay for without ads. So I do have to watch some of the ads. <laughs> and TikTok has, a, has an ad on Hulu about the learn on TikTok hashtag. And it's oh. uh, it's showing you different tips and tricks that people have learned um, just in you know thirty seconds. It's really it's a fascinating platform to really deep dive and dive right into. I don't know that I'd really considered it as a learning platform before. So this has been a little eye-opening just to hear your take on that. I mean, this is really the most micro of the micro learning, if you want to think mm-hmm. of it that way. So I would love to know, especially from your experience, having seen it at its origin with the singing and the dancing and now seeing maybe more of the power that can be unharnessed by using it. What are some of the characteristics of a good or an effective TikTok video? Yeah, absolutely. So first things first is your hook. Mm. And it's... uh TikTok creators know you have three seconds to hook that person in. So you have to give them something that they're going to want to stay and watch your video and they're not going to want to swipe. So it's usually, um, talking, talking to their, their viewer. It's a question that they know that their viewer has. It's giving them, Hey, I'm going to give you the solution. It's really talking to the what's in it for me as the viewer watching the video. Um, and then you really get into the content and the meat of it and you just keep it short and to the point, right? It's three tips, five tools, you know, seven words, whatever it might be, but it's always really short because you don't have a lot of screen space. 
don't have a lot of time. And then the last bit of it that makes it really powerful is it always has some sort of call to action. And it's either comment with your experience or share this with someone that you, that you know, or, you know, go out and try it. And though when I stopped and I sat back and I was looking and dissecting, these are all things that we tell, that we talk about as professionals, right? Know your learner. They know their audience. They know their ideal, their ideal viewer. Hook them in from the beginning. Don't start with the learning objectives. Start with the, how is this going to help you in your everyday life? You with know? them. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Get, you know, do have your content, but keep it short only to what they honestly say. I just got off of a call talking about subject matter experts and what do you do when they give you too much content? Mm. I tell them, <laughs> you have three slides and that's all you get. What's what content are you giving me? Mm-hmm. It's that same concept with TikTok. And then that call to action, that's having them actually participate in something, whether they're trying it, trying it for themselves, filming it and sharing it. Those are all things that, you know, that experiential learning, those are all things that we talk about and we're missing the boat on, on really combining it all and really utilizing it, um, in this short, effective way. So it doesn't have to be a 20 minute e-learning module anymore. You could really chop it up into little pieces, but the key about those chopping it up into little pieces is having it in the place where people are going to be able to go in that moment of need. No one's ever going to go back to the LMS. Sorry, all um, our LMS <laughs> vendors that are listening, but no one ever goes back to the LMS. They go, they take their training, and then when they get stuck, they look for a resource that a job aid maybe you provided, or they, they well, now DM their friend on Teams and ask them the question because they don't have a place to really go and pull that information from where they are in that moment. Ooh. How long are these videos? So they could be as short as seven seconds, depending on the content. Um, but so I have found that between 30 and seconds and 60 seconds is the best. TikTok is playing with, uh, three to 10 minute videos. And uh, that's like that you're now you're getting into Ooh. the YouTube. St- that's now you're getting yeah. into the YouTube yeah. space for me. I also check out from you from TikTok videos because I, they're TikTok videos. They're 30 to 60 seconds. I check out after a minute. Um, so I say the sweet spot is 30 to 60 seconds on them. Oh, cool. And like, can you do like a curated playlist or I'm just thinking of right. ways to do like a series of things? So there, you can't playlist um, on the TikTok platform, but that is something that I um, share with you know those who are interested in how they can use it. A lot of people can't use the TikTok platform. Totally understand. You can... Mm-hmm borrow the style and, you know, create, create that same type of content in your own, um, you know, maybe you have a YouTube channel that you all use or a Vimeo, and then you can create those playlists, um, or even utilizing teams or Yammer channels or Slack channels and curating that, those playlists in that, in that sort of way. Oh, wow. Are there organizations that are using the TikTok platform itself? Meaning, and I guess I'm really thinking about this. I, I, I'm following more of the external application, but for internal training, do you see that there are organizations that are using TikTok in that way? Or are they more looking for some of these ways to take the TikTok experience and bring that into an internal platform? I'm seeing more of the latter. Yeah. I will say, because that feels safer for them. Oh, I get that. 
Yeah, totally. And I totally understand. And that's really where my talk is, where I go with all of my talks about Mm. it, is that let's just borrow the style and Mm. borrow the concepts. That being said, there are companies that are looking into actually maybe not utilizing that platform, but utilizing more of those style of videos and, um, and, and utilizing that. So I'm getting a lot more DMs from, you know, internal practitioners that are, that are asking more questions about where can I host this that maybe isn't the TikTok platform. Mm-hmm. But there are also companies that are using it on the marketing side and, um, doing like life at TikTok or Google mm-hmm. and giving people that insight into what it would be like to work there, which has been a really powerful recruiting tool. Oh, I love it. Now, for those um, for those that are interested in maybe creating TikTok like videos within their organizations, is there? Can you share a little bit about the process and tools that you use? Like, do you do a little storyboard and and what do you? What, how do you do this? I still do storyboard in the sense of I just need to write out. I have my idea of what I want it to be, and then I just have to write out what I'm going to say because I will mess it up every single time <laughs> and I will fumble. And I also know that one of the keys with TikTok videos um, and I see YouTube starting to do more of it is jump cuts and changing. Even if I'm just changing my angle, I actually did this for my own ATD chapter that I'm, I'm president of the Mid-New Jersey chapter. And we just had a tech mm-hmm. showcase. And so I did a um, three reasons why you want to join. I did it from exactly this chair. I literally just changed every clip, every reason was just a different angle um, in this room. But it kept people's attention a little bit more because I was jumping around, right? So um, I, for that, um, I did write down like truly just bullet points. um, And then I just used my phone. And I, Mm. you know... uh, uh, Portrait, thank you. Portrait mode, <laughs> not landscape. That is not the TikTok style. Uh, portrait mode, and I just record myself um, in the three or four different clips, and then I bring it into either TikTok or Instagram, depending on where I'm going to be deploying it, um, and I cut them all together. The reason I prefer to edit on Instagram is because I don't get the watermark that TikTok has. Mm, right. So. Um, I prefer not to have that on my like videos if I'm going to, you know, share them out. So I will do that on Instagram reels, but it's super easy because all I do is pull the clips together. If I need to make them shorter, edit them, I could either do that from the native app on my phone. Um, or I could do it right in Instagram or TikTok. I add my text and then I'm done. Mm. I just have to pull it down. When I pull it down from, you know, Instagram or TikTok, it's an MP4. I can now deploy it anywhere. So it's mm. a really, really simple editing uh, tool. That being said, um, sometimes I can get a TikTok done in a minute because I like, you know, I'm just maybe I'm lip syncing to something and we're just going to put a little note, right? Um, you know, I did one TikTok that was, uh, tell me one thing, tell me something um, that you'll get a lot of hate for if you say it out loud. And that was literally just me sitting there listening. And I just pointed down and then we just added the text. That took no time. Um, and it's just those little things that make them relatable, a little bit more funny. And, you know, it's great to finally be creating content of things that we're all thinking. We're just not maybe saying, but we all need to be sharing these tips and these tricks. And sometimes it's about that, you know, infusion of creativity 
It breaks things up. It's one of the reasons that we look at variety when it comes to learning. Not everyone wants to learn the same way all the time. So borrowing from some of these concepts that maybe you're familiar with and say your personal life, that Mm -hmm. is perfectly applicable in a lot of cases at work. So that gets me thinking too. Tell me a little bit about buy-in because I would imagine that there would be people out there who would get really excited about this idea of bringing a TikTok style video to their organization and they would hit the proverbial brick wall when they get to their boss, their boss's boss, who's like, no, I'm sorry, we're not bringing anything social media into the organization. What tips do you have as far as how you might get that information to the people that need it and help to build that buy-in around this idea? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I hit those walls very often. Yeah. Um, people are very scared of the platform. Sure. And I, I'm, I, l- listen, I come from a place where I know some things, um, you know, we can't always, I have, I dream big and I know where people or organizations can go. Mm. It's going to take us a lot of time to get there. So instead of trying to get them to do all the things, I try to get them to do a few things. So I, uh, We'll show them an example of something, you know, or I would utilize a TikTok video as an invitation to your next training event. Instead of sending mm-hmm. a save the date, send a TikTok video, three things mm-hmm. that you're going to learn. Here's the date. This, you know, click the link below to register. It's super simple. It, and then once you start doing those little things, it doesn't feel strange anymore, right? It's only crazy until it works, <laughs> truly. And then you're a genius, right? My good friend told me that. And I said, that's right. That's actually very, very true. And so if you could do those, those kinds of little things, um, to normalize it a little bit and show people how it works. And if you're on an internal team, why don't you just try it on your own internal small project? And then you can bring it to your stakeholders and say, look, you know, we wanted to learn. I don't know, some, some more tips and articulate storyline. And this is how we were able to share that knowledge amongst each other. And we did it in this, st- in this style. We're not utilizing the platform. There's no singing and dancing. It's truly just a different way to cut your content and pull it together. I love those strategies because it really pulls some of the risk out, especially if you're talking about hosting on an internal platform. You're mm-hmm. not sending your employees to TikTok during the day. I know a lot of organizations would prefer not to send their teams to any external social media in yeah. order to keep them. Focused. I mean, they're there anyway, but they are. <laughs> they, they just, you know, you just might find them there, but I love the yeah. idea that you can minimize some of that risk and maybe even mm-hmm. some of those hurdles by encouraging just, you know, a couple of quick videos. See what the consumption is on those. Are people watching them? How are they engaging? Do they talk about them? It's such a low investment of time and, you know, from what you describe, resources that many of us have access to. So yeah, it makes absolutely. it a lot easier. It's, we have it in our pockets already. We're on it already. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the other thing that we just can't ignore is the workforce that's coming in now, they're digital natives. They yes, prefer they video. They prefer to pull the content for themselves. Yeah. Um, and while we may not always, you know, I don't, I don't always love to pull together a TikTok video. Sometimes I, you know, I don't want to be on camera. They don't mind being a creator, right? They're already probably a creator or what were a creator when they were in high school. It's not going to feel so strange for them. And what's interesting to me is when I speak with organizations and they want to engage more of their younger employees, but they 
refuse to try to engage them with the ways they want to be engaged. They want them to engage with the organization with the way the organization has always engaged. There is a way we can pull from, like I always say, the old school and the new school. There's a way to bridge that, right? And it's, okay, so maybe we're not going to do the singing and the dancing from TikTok, but we can share those same concepts in that style. And it's bridging that both. And um, I think if we could do more of that, we'll see a lot more engagement and um, a lot more buy-in. I love that. Well, and so speaking of TikTok style, so what I'm hearing earlier, we went over uh, like the almost like the timeline for the video. But so TikTok style would be uh, like portrait and it would be someone speaking. Does that, is there any other style? I mean, would it include any of, you know, like uh, explainer videos without like a talking head for lack of better term? There's a ton of that on TikTok, right? Um, There is, I believe her handle is Miss Excel. She Mm -hmm. shares Excel tips that truly blow my mind. I'm gasping and my husband's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I just figured out that I've spent way too much time trying to um, export data from Excel. It's fine. Uh, so I'm, <laughs> and, I'm hearing like screen capture instead of yeah, just like an iPhone. Yeah, you do screen captures with that. Absolutely. And I've also actually just put up some quotes. Um, it'll just be some sort of... Um, you know, uh, stock video. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I'll u- utilize, um, you know, inspirational quotes or motivational quotes. Um, and that's the entire TikTok video. Um, wow. and things like that are really cool too, to share tips and tricks without actually having someone that needs to be on camera and speaking. Oh, cool. And are you doing this? Are you, are you doing the editing still like in Instagram or is there different tools that you're using? You could still do the editing um, in Instagram. Um, you wow. can also do the editing in, in Camtasia, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. So, um, and if you wanted to do it horizontal, you could still get that same type of effect. Okay. There is so much I had not considered about applying TikTok. And <laughs> honestly, you know, really so much of what we're experiencing on social media into the way that we train. And I think what you shared about unlocking the creators in our organization was really, really eye-opening for me because it could be that you have your training team doing this, but why not engage creators across an organization? Give people that opportunity to shine, share what they know. I can see where that would be just incredible for engagement. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all the... You know, Instagram, everyone's... They're really... They're leaning into their creators. Mm. Um, they're offering them more money to make more videos and do more things. Um, and there has to be a reason, right? It gets people yeah. to be engaged in the platform. So if we can borrow that, I don't want to say steal, but borrow that yeah. same idea, it's going to get people more invested in your organization. Maybe you can't pay them more, but honestly, I, I think of, you know, when I used to go to national sales meetings and hearing the reps, you know, when I would bump into them in the, in the airport or just in between sessions or even on our breaks, they were sharing best practices and tips and tricks. And when we went virtual, they couldn't do that as easily, right? Yeah, yeah. But ha- utilizing a, this sort of tool, they can now start sharing those best practices, tips and tricks so that those that are coming into organizations where they don't have as much, you know, face to face interaction where they can get those things. Now they can get them through yeah. these quick videos. Yeah. 
I mean, you've really allowed them to have some ownership over various parts of the business in a way, you know, that opportunity to feel like they are really collaborating, that they're part of a team. That's invaluable. Their organization's trying to find ways to do that all the time to retain their staff. This feels like a really natural way to be able to engage people in a what feels out of the box, but actually isn't that far out of the box. Yeah, it's really not. You know, I got I got feedback um you know, instead of me editing my own standard operating procedures for my business, handing it to my new hire. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, right. That's genius. (laughs) And this is kind of that same thing, right? We don't always know all the tips and the tricks and the shortcuts or best practices. And this is a way to get that from the people that are actually using the system or doing the processes day in and day out. If people want to learn more, what resources do you have for them? Yes. Yeah, so I have a, an article um, and a webinar that I've done on actually a couple of webinars, maybe three on TikTok. So I can uh, share that link so um, everyone can have access to all of our TikTok content. Awesome. I am thrilled that we've had we've had the chance to have this conversation today. I'm also really glad that we're not quite done asking you questions. We've got three more. So <laughs> we always Ready. love to end our episodes with a little bit of what we call rapid fire. So we've got a couple of questions for you. They don't take any more than about 60 seconds or so to respond to them. So what do you think? Are you ready for three more rapid fire style questions? Love it. Let's go. All right. Let's do it. All right. Your first question today, give us one book that everyone must read and why. Uh, Built to Sell. It's a book about selling your business. And it actually has... I'm not planning on ever selling my business. Mm. I guess never say never. But it taught me to really productize my services and really think about be, like specializing to offer a better service to my customers um, and make my life easier. And it has just blown my mind. I actually give it out as pre-work to some workshops that we do um, internally, uh, not internally for our customers. Um, and it's been... They are mind blown. It's also a really cool story. So it shows you the power of storytelling because Mm -hmm. business books can be really boring. And I read the first 90 pages in two hours. Wow. Okay. Well, that in itself is a testimonial if I've ever heard of one because you're right. Not every (laughs) book out there is that easy to read. Well, that's fantastic. Good choice. Your next question is, what is one tool that you can't live without? TikTok. <laughs> I kind of thought you might go we in that direction, that and I'm glad you did. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm learning a lot, and you know, it's a place for me to escape when I need a moment to just like sit and laugh. Someone sent me a TikTok yesterday about Staten Island moms on Halloween, and I've never related more with a TikTok. Oh. And it was just so fun. <laughs> that I that in itself is a reason to be there. I think. Mm-hmm. Last question for you: What is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Um, give yourself some grace. I am very hard on myself. Um, and it does not all have to be done at once. Um, and I think that's what we all need to remember as professionals. You know, we're not going to know everything. There's always going to be more to learn. So just give yourself some grace. That is incredible advice. I hope everyone heard that. That is so important. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much for joining us today, Vanessa. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. Well, and of course, we would be remiss if we did not thank our community for listening in. And before you go, we have a message from our producer, Helena Hodges. Do you need consultant services? The Metro DC chapter of ATD has many talented members. Go to dcatd.org.
and check out our consultants directory under the resources menu option. Follow the Metro DC chapter of ATD on LinkedIn today.